Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Not only is it Wednesday, it's June. The sixth month. How did that happen? Are we are we saying we're like halfway through this year of 2022? Almost, almost. <laughs> but you got to get to the seventh month to be halfway through. But we're almost there. Oh, you 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 want to count from the end of the month, not from the beginning of the month? Well, yeah, because at the beginning of the month we're only completed five months. <laughs> you got to complete six months to be halfway through a 12 month year. It's just math. Just math. It's math. It's math. All right. I know you're a Bible student. Not a mathematician, but it is just math. It is just math. <laughs> but we are in Hebrews 5, mm-hmm. just like we completed the fifth month just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the sixth month in Hebrews chapter 5. You, you want to keep talking about Hebrews chapter 5 here in June? All right. So what we got here is uh, Hebrews chapter 5, and I'm going to be reading verse 7 through the, through 11, right? 12? 13. How about I read? Are you Hebrews chapter 5, verses 7 through 10. I guess I was just so eager. It's Wednesday. All right. (laughs) Hebrews 5, 7 through 10 from the English Standard Version. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the prayers and supplications, but yeah. I think I just have to note, well, there's Melchizedek again. There he is. I think this is going to become a thing. I think so. I think the Hebrew writer wants to make sure we know over and over again he is a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. We're also seeing this uh, just as reading through this sort of uh, pattern developing where he will quote, the Hebrew writer will quote from a psalm or passage of scripture, and then he's going to write about that for he's a while. He's going to talk about it. He's going to come back around to it and, and, and uh, explain it very well. So one of the points being made here. Uh, is that Jesus was a high priest of prayer. Yes. And he offered up with loud cries and tears, prayers and supplications to the one who was able to save him from death. Yes. I do want to talk about that. Here's Jesus, who, yes, in Hebrews, we're talking about him being the high priest, but we've also heard he is the son. He is God. He is the Mm -hmm. exact representation. He is the image of God. He is divine. Mm -hmm. Here Here is the one that at the beginning of this book, we're told it's by the power of his hand that everything that we have is being held together and being sustained. And yet he is the one that is going to be praying, that is offering up prayers and supplications. Mm -hmm. I would think that if anyone in human history didn't need to pray, it'd be this guy. It calls to mind something the Hebrew writer explained earlier, how Jesus was like his brethren and made like his brethren and in all points. When we think about Jesus being divine and he is fully God, but he is also fully man. And part of that is... Prayer is the communion and the speaking to God. And we can think about the idea of his priesthood and the idea of prayers on behalf of other people, which would be the word intercessions when you're making requests on behalf of others. And yet here in my Bible, it talks about prayers and supplications. And typically my understanding of supplications is that those are requests for ourselves. Here he is making his cry to God. The New King James says a vehement cry to God, a supplication 
to the one who could deliver him from death. I think about a particular time in his prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane in the night of his betrayal, how we have this example of ongoing prayer and vigilance in prayer, uh, praying where he was, you know, the sweat was coming down, Luke says, like like drops of blood, mm. praying, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me, and yet not as I will, but thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's uh, an intense prayer. Intense prayer and an intense request that I not have the cross, mm. and yet a humble prayer, your will be done. Your will be done. Uh, I will say here it talks about with loud cries and tears. Mm. When I hear or when I envision Jesus praying in the garden as he has taken Peter, James, and John and stepped away from the other apostles and then with those three has now stepped away from them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. falls on the ground, falls on his face and is praying in my head. Honestly, I've never envisioned it as him saying it out loud, as him crying mm-hmm. out with loud cries and tears. Yet when I hear it about praying to the one who could save him from death, it certainly seems that that's the yeah. prayer. That That's the yeah. main. I, I'm sure he's talking about more than just that time of prayer. But boy, it sure calls that one to mind. So it, it changes how I envision what's happening there, which, by the way, also changes how I view Peter and the other two, James and John, as they're falling asleep yeah. while Jesus is praying with loud cries and tears. Yeah. That they're, even while they're listening to this and hearing this, they're falling asleep they're pretty while sound. Jesus is praying they're pretty like sound that. asleep, aren't they? Yeah, that's just, it's very sad. Yet, I think it's probably the same thing I would do. Prayer was prayer marked his ministry, of course, that in the Gospels, uh, his disciples are even moved to ask him teach us to pray mm-hmm. as they go and see that he would have the ability to to pray all night, uh, to go off by himself and pray. So maybe in that respect, we think about here a high priest who sets an example for us to follow uh, how it is that we pray. Mm. Talking about the example that he set, and even these prayers with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, because some of us will look at that and say, well, yeah, but he didn't save him from death. He he did die. Mm-hmm. He, he does die. I think of one of the prayers that he offered up on the cross mm-hmm. as he's quoting from the Psalms, and he says, into your hands I commit my spirit. Yeah. The recognition that he had prayed, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. And as he is there dying on the cross, he says, I'm, I'm leaving it up to you. I'm committing my spirit into yeah. your hands. Whatever it is that you want in this moment, whatever, however you want to work this out, that's the way it's going to be. I am committing myself to you and to your plans for me, which, of course, was that he would die, but he was going to be saved from death through resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so this request is heard that he is going to be delivered, not from experiencing the death but from the death itself, after he has already died, he is delivered from the realm of the dead right. as he is resurrected. Right. right. But on the cross, he is able to say and to cry out. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these statements on the cross, just, just by the very nature of how they would have to be uttered. Yeah. As, as, as the one on the cross is having to use all the strength he can have to push up off of that nail and to, to gasp it out. We're talking about loud cries and tears. Father, into your hand, I commit my spirit. Wow. That, that's a thing that should govern every prayer we ever pray. Mm-hmm. Here, Lord, I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm telling you, you, here's here's what I'm wanting. Here's my request. Here's my supplication. But I'm committing my spirit into your hand. You take these requests. You would do with them as brings glory to you. You do with them as works your plan. I'm, I'm committing myself into your hand. I'm just going to keep obeying you no matter yeah. how you respond to yeah. this because I am committed to you. I was uh, visiting with a, a preacher the other day, and I got to go into his study and sit down. We were talking about some things, and he he picked a book up off his desk, and he said, uh, hey, I'm reading this book right now on prayer. It's a really good book on prayer. It's called Plugged In High Voltage Prayer <laughs> you were not. by Edwin Crozier. I'm dead serious. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's David. I was over there sitting with him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess I was just wondering, um, you know, is it was it the example of Jesus that moved you to write a book about prayer to encourage people in prayer? <sighs> was it, you know, what, what, what was it? <laughs> well, sure. Yes, it was the example of Jesus. It was the example of Paul in the Scripture. It was the example of Nehemiah. Really what it was was reading the Bible and realizing wow, I fall way short. Mm. I am not praying as these guys prayed. I've got to start doing some study. You know, it was in a very similar way as the apostles go to Jesus and say, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. It it was a desire to say, I'm just kind of following along what I saw as I grew up, Mm -hmm. what happened in my home, experiencing what's going on in the church. But I've I've never actually looked at what God teaches us about prayer. I've got to dig into that. And so that started, uh, well, several years ago, and it has continued on. And honestly, every step of the way... I continue to have these feelings of, I'm still not there. i got to keep studying this. I've got to keep learning. Because when we look at Jesus' example, it is intense. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. It is so far beyond mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I am. Uh, it's where I want to get to. I will say that there's one passage that, and it's not about Jesus, there's one passage that has become kind of the touchstone, and it's in Colossians 4 and verse 12, when Paul talks about Epaphras mm-hmm. with the Colossian Christians, and he says, you know, I want to talk to you about him, because he is always struggling in prayer on your behalf. Yeah. I don't think I'm getting the wording exactly right, but it's that picture of, what. whenever I read that, I thought, well, I always struggle to pray. Here's a fellow that is struggling in prayer. Mm-hmm. The battle is prayer, and that's that's become kind of the touchstone for my goal of praying, because we see Jesus struggling in prayer. We see yeah. Jesus intense and passionate in prayer. No, I was going to say that reminds me very much of what the Hebrew writer's pointing out about his prayer, the struggle of it, vehement cries, tears. Um, I mean, maybe one of the things to learn is that prayer is not, not easy. Mm-mm. It is you know, not. It is work. It is, a, it is a dedication, and it is a discipline. It is work. And I will say that's one of the things that has bothered me just in, in common terminology. Mm-hmm. As, as a preacher, as I've heard others preach, we talk about the worship and work of the church, and then there's the series on worship that includes prayer, and that's awesome. But then I've heard the series on work, which talk about evangelism and edification and sometimes benevolence for the saints and those kind of things. And it has bothered me, the more I learn about prayer, that we haven't included prayer also in the work series. In the, in the work of the church. It's, it's it's because prayer is work. It is yeah. us getting real busy in the work because without prayer, everything we do is pointless. Yeah. Well, and it's great. And one of the things that you, you say and we say on the program is that God's way works. And when we see that prayer is the work and engaging uh, God in the work and, and, and us in the work, 
how important that is. Well, and God works when we work, and God works when we pray. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that we see about prayer in Scripture is God just talking to us about praying for the things that God said he was going to do. Right. And and why should we do that? Because, one, that's us aligning with God's will. Yeah. And that's that's the the main goal of prayer is not to bend God to our will, but to bend us to his. Yeah. And so through prayer, we're aligning with his will. But there's also the fact that God has promises for us and God has has plans that he's basically saying, kind of like he did back in the Old Testament with Israel, that, you know, at 70 years, you guys are going to pray and I'll deliver you. It was always God's plan to deliver them from Babylon, mm-hmm. but it's... But I'm going to wait until you guys figure this out, yeah. and you start praying for it. And of course, Daniel steps up as a representative, and he starts praying, and that's when God's plan. Okay, now that's happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring these promises about. Yeah, which gets us to Jesus' own statement about asking, seeking, and knocking. Mm-hmm. That God wants to give us good gifts, mm-hmm. and how many of God's blessings and promises are we not experiencing because we're not going ahead and praying for them? Well, and in prayer, in, in this idea of aligning ourselves with God, I always find that in prayer, I'm learning again and again my dependence upon God. Yeah. That I'm not on my own. I shouldn't be trying to be on my own. Amen. But should be in his will and, and with the recognition and appreciation, the good things are coming from him. These are his blessings. Mm. Uh, and and even the blessing of forgiveness when I need to confess my error and where I'm wrong. Um, but I depend on him for that as well. I depend on him in all things. And if Jesus himself did that, mm-hmm. if Jesus, God in the flesh, prayed like that with dependence on the Father, how much more yeah. you and me? How much more you and me? Amen. In fact, how about we go ahead and wrap up today with a prayer, brother? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the example of our high priest, Jesus Christ, the better high priest. Father, how he laid out with great tears and cries to you. Complete faith, Father, that you hear. Complete faith, Father, that you will act in the way that is best and in the way that is right. Even if that means surrender ourselves, that it may not be our way, it may not be our desire even in that moment, but it it is what is needed. It is what is right. It is what is best. And so, Father, we pray that we might come to you always with boldness and through our high priest to make our requests, but to hold those things lightly, that your way will be best and your will must be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Anyone in human history didn't need to pray. It'd be this guy. Yeah. (laughs) You've got nothing else to say about that. I guess you're right about that. (laughs) You know...
bad. I thought, uh, I, I thought I was tossing a softball yeah. out there for you to build on, but okay, well, maybe here, not. Uh, here we go. Um, okay. <laughs> 